Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of ABC Adult Book Club with Taja and Russell. On today's episode, we are focusing on The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Uh, we're doing a little bit more of an in-depth discussion about the book, and then we also have spoilers, which take place between the 49th minute and an hour and 10 minute mark. So uh, if you haven't read the book yet and want to, make sure you skip the spoilers and then come back and listen to them after. So with that being said, let's hear it. Welcome to the second episode of ABC Adult Book Club uh, with Taja and Russell. I am host number one, Russell, and that is host number two, Taja Hall. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our second episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the first one. Uh, before we dive too deep, I just wanted to take a second and ask Taja, how are you doing? How's it? It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. Um, yeah, the spring is officially here, and uh, what what's been going on, if anything? Well, you know, um, here in Vermont, we bypassed spring and went right into summer. It's like eighty something degrees, so it'll probably snow next week, and we'll be back on track for spring. Um, but otherwise, yeah, things have been good. I got my second dose of the vaccine. I'm excited to be vaccinated. It is almost a fully vaccinated uh, podcast here. Indeed, almost. I got like a week and a half left till I'm officially. Um, but anyway, yeah, things things have been good. Um, just uh, just reading and working and drinking because that's go. what I do. Yeah, you got to get the trifecta in there for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's been uh, a pretty quiet two weeks here. Uh, the biggest thing is it's Black Fly season, uh, so if you don't have to deal with those. God bless you. Uh, mm -hmm. But we get these terrible little monsters at the beginning of the year. Just when like it's fun to be outside again, you get mm. swarmed by these things, and and it's no longer fun to be outside. Ruin it for you. Um, but yeah, no. Aside from that, hasn't been much uh, going on lately. Like you said, basically reading. Uh, sure, working. Uh, definitely drinking. Uh, to to go along with the trifecta there, mm -hmm. I will say. We, uh, I can speak for myself, but we are extremely happy with the success of our first podcast. Success uh, as in like, it's a thing. <laughs> as it is a thing. And, you know, uh, I listened to it three times. So uh, that means we- I only listened to it listen. once. Oh God, I got to go listen to it again. <laughs> I listened to it today to get ready for this one to be like, oh, what did we do? What? Shoot. I, come on. I'm so ill-prepared. I did you know? not do that. Yep. Did it while I was doing dishes and watering the grass today. No big deal. Um, getting all your black fly bites getting my 20 black, <laughs> black fly bites for sure a uh, couple things to touch on we are officially on twitter uh at, oh yeah at adult book club 21 uh that's all one word adult book club 21 uh 21 for the year that the podcast started because somebody has adult book club and hasn't tweeted or done anything since 2014 and they will not I let us totally have. thought you did 21 because you're like adults 21 and older which would <laughs> definitely make it more like explicit content book club which that's not necessarily what this is <laughs> that has been the most common comment that i've gotten is uh -huh. are you guys doing adult books and uh, I, mean, I feel like exactly. it's at this point worth recognizing where the name actually came from 
Yes. Uh, so we started doing this as like a Twitter, a Twitter. We started doing this as a Zoom <laughs> hangout uh, because Tasha because it's a pandemic and we live a state apart. Not even a state apart. We live in adjacent states. Adjacent and states. Don't get to see each other in person. So. And whenever this we do our- see each other for the last probably year or two, uh, it's been <laughs> a quick shuffle of books back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with, We've even uh, done some mailing during the pandemic. True, with recommendations uh, yep. for each other, and uh, so we were missing that. And it, Taja was really the uh, the one to grab the bull by the horns there and get that set up. So uh, we started zooming on Fridays, and then one random Zoom session that I set up, I just called Adult Book Club because I thought that was funny. It's and funny. We're adults the ABC, talking about books. ABCs. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's adults talking about books that are right? sometimes way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's where the name came from organically. We talked about changing it. We decided we're not gonna change it. So uh get used to it. And mm-hmm. there's that. Um, so sorry if you're here for explicit content. That's not guaranteed. Also on the explicit uh content count, I will say I think Tajo dropped three oh, last episode yeah and that, i'm not gonna apologize because i had a clean slate oh good for you i'm actually kind of bummed that you didn't have more i expect more explicit content from you you're not gonna swear i've i mean we'll see i let that side of me go though i'm, I'm not that person anymore that's not true at all <laughs> <laughs> it's like I a am- com- flabbergasted by that and like no f-bombs need to happen i I'm a sailor. It's I'm not actually a sailor, but you're I talk a, like one. You're a sailor in that landlocked state of Vermont, for sure. Yep. We have a lake. <laughs> we, it's fine. Sorry. Didn't sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It's was a great lake for like five seconds. It's like Pluto is to planets. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a great lake for like a little bit. Don't call me on that. Someone somebody is gonna listen to this and be like, no, it wasn't. Shit. Now I have to ooh, now I have to do research. <laughs> Nobody does research for a podcast. Everyone. Oh, anyway. Um, don't put me on that <laughs> we should have said this at the beginning but I, I screwed up i guess that's my uh my problem uh today's book that we're focusing on oh. is uh the invisible life of Addie larue uh it's backwards oh yours looks different yeah this so total is your signed it is signed and this is a first edition um, which is why no offense i bought you a copy uh because i didn't want to send you this one again no offense i would trust you with it it's a little bit of my precious. It's uh, totally fine. And I actually really love this, except like I said earlier, before we started recording, I can't read hardcovers with the jacket on. I have to take it off, which was a bummer because this jacket's really nice. It is, but it does look good on the shelf, which is always nice. It does. And when you hold it up for the podcast, it always does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yours have the stars inside? Um, mine has like Ooh. art. Oh, interesting. Of Addie and, and Luke, yeah, so yeah. No, I'm a fancy little bitch for sure. Yeah, you are. Dang. Um, so yeah, so it's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue uh, by V.E. Schwab. That will be spotlighting today um, in really Hashtag just a few amazing minutes. author. Yes. Um, I mean, we can jump down to that if we want. Uh, no, we don't have to. We can We can start with. <laughs> Okay, we won't we won't talk about that. We'll save you in suspense for <laughs> we'll later. We'll talk about that later. We yeah, we'll t- we'll that. talk about the origin now. stories of V.E. Schwab into our lives. You'll have to yeah. stick around for that. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I should have done that earlier. So really just one last thing before we jump into the book. I wanted to give a special shout out. <laughs> if you're a listener of the show, um, tweet us 
text us if you have our personal numbers. We're not going to give them out here because we're still very private people. Yeah, right. Um, but tweet us. <laughs> okay, only us. like five of our let friends us, listen to it anyway. Let us know that you're listening. Um, and every episode, I, I figure we'll give a shout out to somebody special. So this week, it's for uh, one of my best friends, Sean. Shout out to him. No, don't. You can't call him that. Nobody knows him as that. People call him Sully. I think it's weird to say that when people don't know him because it's like. But uh, it's so weird to me to call him Sean. I know it's it's something. He is I Sully. Everybody, he is Sully. So special shout out to Sully who texted me pretty much right away and told me that my Thomas story was lame, so, which is bullshit. So which thank is you absolute that. bullshit. It's not lame. It's cute and Sully. You can suck it because you probably will listen to this. So we, so, you're we wrong. that on the bulletin board, uh, first episode story was lame. Thank you, Sully. So Good. give us some feedback. Oh, you get a special shout out for the other four listeners to hear the following <laughs> prop. Uh, Tweet us and maybe we'll talk about you. Very exciting time. And then Taja can defend whether or not I call you by the proper name for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, so we're going to jump right into the book then. Uh, again, it's The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue uh, by V.E. Schwab. Really interesting fact about this book is, because uh, I follow her on Twitter and Instagram, uh, she had worked on this for over 10 years from her initial idea of the book uh, to it being sold in stores. Um, just something that was kind of a story she came up with that she kept refining and refining kind of when she found time, as she has like dozens of other works, um, and and finally was able to get it to a point where she felt like it was good enough to get out there and obviously thankful she did. So uh, good. I think it's been like 30 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. That's a long time. I mean, so, it feels like a long time. Is that a long time? That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, as not a normal uh, subscriber to the New York Times, I don't know how. <laughs> or an author who pays there. attention to those things. I mean, yeah, that's both accurate facts. Yeah. <laughs> So, I will also point out that it's remarkable, not necessarily remarkable, but I think it's just impressive that she had this story kind of like ruminating, marinating for 10 plus years. And she's younger than Russell is. That's not true. She is a month older than me. Oh, um, sorry. Slightly you. older than Russell yeah. is, which is younger than me. So like she's young and amazing and which just baller impressive and, and to clear i think that's something it's definitely something i do as i get older but like i see people that are successful and then i see how old they are so yeah oh, you gotta compare themselves to you because yeah. like how else would you feel terrible about yourself <laughs> you know i <laughs> the first one i always like to bring up is lebron james is one day younger than my brother and my oh brother my God, has really? <laughs> achieved so much more than LeBron James because you all know his name instead of LeBron <laughs> James. The caterer, yep, so, killing it. Killing it, killing it uh, in the small, small pa- split. Oh my God, small place of Keene, New Hampshire, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> a little bit more about the book. It is a standalone novel. She has made that clear. Uh, there will not be a sequel. Uh, this is not part of a trilogy or anything like that. Although there is talk about it uh, becoming a film. Um, I'm not sure if it's been a film, official. not a series, correct? You know, that's why I just put film. I was hoping if I put film okay. instead of movie, you wouldn't call me on it, but I am. Oh, hoping. sorry. No, those are the right. same thing, Russell. Film and movie. Like, Damn it. I guess my... I think it would lend itself to a movie or a film rather yeah. than a series, to be yeah, honest. I feel the, like the it wouldn't have, pick up. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that um, I think that from like the content standpoint, a, a movie or a film would uh, would make sense. I would watch that. I watch the fuck out of that. You're welcome. Number one. Number Sorry. one. I would I would watch that even uh, if we weren't in a pandemic. Which oh yeah. Obviously, the watching rules during the pandemic have gone to. Oh my goodness, if you could cast Addie, who would you cast? This is a question I don't think I can answer. So I just like Thank God we had those pre-planned questions we decided to ask each other. That just came <laughs> top that this is like a quarter of a bottle of wine gone. Let's not lie. A half of a bottle of wine gone, and here we are. Um man, I don't know. It'd have to be, I mean, she is always gonna be a 23-year-old woman. Uh mm -hmm. so it would have to be somebody like that. And then you're looking for that ageless quality, uh, right? Where she could fit into any time, time period. Um, so the person who comes to mind for me, which is weird because like, no, not that she would ever listen to this. Natalie Portman. Okay. I don't love it because I don't really like, I hate to say it, I don't really love her, but like, I think she has- so, I know one <laughs> listener or maybe somebody who really loves Natalie Portman's could be like that bitch. <laughs> um, I feel like she has like a little bit of that. Um, or Amy, Amy, Amy McAdams? Amy Adams? Amy Adams? Did I just add a Mick for no I reason? Added for Mick for fun. I, I used to always confuse her and Rachel McAdams. Maybe that's what- Oh shit. Rachel McAdams, maybe. Okay, which is the one from um, Wedding Crashers? That is Rachel McAdams. Okay, that's the one I think I'm thinking of. Okay. You're doing a great job. It was a great Thanks. question. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I, I think Rachel McAdams, final answer. Natalie Portman, sorry, you're no longer a listener to the show. Uh, we blame Tom. Never worked to begin with. Yep. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. So, uh, <laughs> great segue to pick up the story. Um, so we're going to try to rein in spoilers and by we, I mean, I'm going to try to rein in Taja on spoilers, yep. uh, to get them into a more exact part of the podcast, but, uh, this is a newer book. You should definitely pick it up and read it. It's super cool fiction. A lot and a of very, very, very easy, fast read. Like yeah. Yeah, I flew through this. And there Asia, is sure. some magic, but I wouldn't really call it fantasy. It's definitely more yeah. with, with some flair. Yeah. Um, Did you just call it a historical fiction with some flair? I said just fiction, but yeah, we can call oh. it historical fiction. With okay. Flair. No, I mean, it's great. So Either if you just go to your bookstore and find uh, between non nonfiction history and fiction, that one book in the middle. Just like go right. up to the counter and ask the person for it. And oh, no. We don't it. talk to people in stores. No? Oh, or you can just order it online. Like everybody does everything in the pandemic. Stop it. Well, that's true too. Yeah. But don't forget <laughs> to support your local bookstores because uh, they that's fund true. this podcast. Thrift Books $0. is like the preferred method because they have amazing. Over 14 million was titles. Like, what, yeah, so many, so many options. Lots of options. Anyway. And that was our first failed ad read. Thank yep. you for listening. Unsolicited. So, <laughs> Um, in the story, we find Addie uh, in the early 1700s France in a small town uh, that she is desperately trying to escape from. She wants to travel. She wants to see more of the world. Uh, but 
think of the world in the 1700s as we've all had experience, obviously. Um, <laughs> it, it really, it's a time that had other plans for a woman in her early 20s. Um, when she's 23, she's to be married uh, to a widower in town. Nice. Uh, but she runs off into the twilight, the night of her wedding, uh, to pray to the old gods to help her. Uh, unfortunately, she breaks the one rule about praying to the gods and prays to the gods that answer after dark uh, and ends up making a deal with the devil. In exchange for her soul, she is granted eternal life to live freely, as she put it, until she decides she has had enough and relinquishes her soul. What she didn't see coming was the devil's version of live freely, uh, which is that no one remembers her and she is forgotten as soon as they leave her presence. Obviously, her life changes drastically. Um, now, the book does a bit of jumping back and forth between the past and the present. And present so, being like 2014, I think is. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, so in the present day, we find Addie is now in New York City, uh, living as she always has in stolen nights with people, but with no real connections. Uh, the only person who has remembered her in all this time is the devil uh, that she made the deal with, who she then names Luke at one point, uh, who comes usually on their anniversary of their deal, uh, but sometimes he will sporadically interject himself into her life, uh, wants to save her, sometimes really just to screw with her. Um, mm. But all that changes when she suddenly meets a boy at a used bookstore, another reason to go there. <laughs> Yep, you might meet a boy. A B-O-I. She meets a boy named Henry who remembers her. Um, says a quick synopsis, synopsis without giving really anything away, trying to stay clear of the spoilers for now. Um, the, the first idea, right, is what would it take for you to sell your soul? Is there, is there something out there that you'd be like, okay, yep, damn me to eternity. I really want this. I don't know. I mean, I gotta say, I think in this book, 100% reinforces this idea that like, the devil is in the details. Like, nice. you, you, that was good, right? Yes. That's good. Nice. <laughs> you gotta pay attention to the semantics. Like it, that, the little itty bitties are super important. And like, not for nothing. I feel like if I was in a place where I was ready to sell my soul, which first of all, I'm not, I don't know what I believe, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that I would be in the right mind to like, I think basically anytime somebody has sold their soul in any kind of story like this, they get fucked because they're not, they're not thinking clearly like, yeah, that's too, um, they're not they don't know what they're doing and it's it's like a heat of the moment or like a desperation situation not unlike when you find a genie in a bottle and you like fuck up all your wishes and then you're screwed because you know what i mean it's one of those things where you yeah you you it's you think you're prepared and then yes. the situation actually comes up and you realize you're that not. you're not prepared you're, you're a mess not. usually um, not thinking clearly and you're definitely yep. not pulling out your notes app on your iPhone to be like, okay, <laughs> right? let's, hold on. Thank you, Mr. Devil. I just want to change get the that word, word correct here. Yep. Make sure that I'm cool with it. Um, I, I kind of agree. It'd be really tough to just say, yo, yeah, I do it. You know, you're not going to, oh, I do it for a million dollars. Not nowadays, a million dollars. You still have to work the rest like, of your life. Come on. Yeah. 
I don't know if that's true, but if somebody wants to send me a million dollars, I'm willing to try. Feel free. For yeah. Sure. Um, like even something as simple as like, this is going to be a, a weird thing, but be like, gee, I wish I had a mega lot, yacht like Jeff Bezos, like that would be like, I'd, something would still go wrong. I just, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's nothing that I, at this moment in time, feel like I am missing in my life that I would take in exchange for me knowing that I would not like, I would mess it up. Hashtag humble brag. I would just take the Bezos 500 million support yacht. I don't really even need the big one. I'll take the, <laughs> the yacht that has a yacht. It's yeah. fine. No big deal. You take the little yacht is what you're saying. Yeah, I take the little yacht. The yacht on the yacht. You yeah, know what? Okay. If you say you have a yacht, yacht, if you have a yacht, nobody ever asks you like, how big is your yacht? And if they do, they're being an ass. Like, yeah, that's come on. true. I've got a that's yacht. That's true. Um, so with that being said, yacht. <laughs> yacht. <laughs> so with that being said, any interest in Addie's deal, the idea of eternity, I mean, obviously jumping into it, you wouldn't know that you're going to be forgotten all the time, but like, yeah, I think, um, I think the way that Addie fucked up is valid in that she had, and I thought that was, this was interesting too, two things. Firstly, I really liked how and I don't believe that this is a spoiler, so you can like cut me off if you think that it is. <laughs> but the way that Luke appeared to her as the like the man drawing. she was drawing all the time, I like that made my heart go pitter patter. Like I really loved that aspect of it. Um, and that he chose to continue showing himself to her that way, like whatever. Anyway, um my fur, my my second thing, which was that. This is very Michael Scott of you. Just keep using words until you remember it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, I will say but, that him using the image that she had created for him was definitely like at first him probably just being cute and being like, oh, yeah. I'm the guy you yeah. do. And then being like, I'm just using this to torment you, which I think she even mentions. Like, yes. he used it to try to break her down, which is typical yes. male behavior. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. Men are the worst. Um, I still haven't remembered okay. what the um, second thing is, so we can move on. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, I don't understand. I do understand, but I also don't understand people's desire for immortality. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, to me, I think oh, that part of what makes this special is that we have a limited time. Mm. And not to get deep and gospel-y with you, but like, I, I think that's a, an important thing. And like, if, if you don't totally. have that, it lessens what you have, right? Sure. Because suddenly it doesn't, you know, Matter. obviously you're not going to run under a, you know, whatever, a meat grinder right. or something. But right, like, right, right. If, if you're not worried about dying naturally, then I think you miss kind of the beauty of the day. You just kind of get, get used to it. So yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. And I will say like something that throughout my life, I think um, specifically because of my like study abroad experience that like I try to, and granted cannot always manage to, but like live in the moment and like do things that if I have the opportunity to do them, I will take it because it's something that I might not have a chance to do. Like one thing that comes to mind is um, Barry and I went on a cruise ages ago and um, 
we were like swimming with stingrays and we got to like touch them and he was like I don't want to touch them and I was like you really should because like when are you going to be here again when are you going to have this opportunity again and um I think that that's just something that uh living in the present and like being in the now because it's short and because you don't really know how much time you have is kind of a remarkable thing I think um Addie did like a I don't think she had that diminished for herself, which I think is kind of impressive. Like she seemed to still be able to live in the moment to a certain extent. Um, but I definitely agree that like after a while that probably wears on you. Like just having nothing. I mean, like, you know, she walks for miles and miles in shoes that don't fit her and her feet are fine. She still feels the pain. So like, like, subconsciously or consciously or you know what I mean like mentally it's it's damaging or it's it's impactful but in reality like it does not I don't know would that change your behavior like if you had to walk five miles in shoes that didn't fit you knowing that it wouldn't actually hurt you would you still do it you know what I'm saying like yeah I mean to never have a blister again yeah yes. <laughs> it makes it <laughs> right? less important obviously um for sure. Uh, but I just wonder if that like taints your experience having skills. Yeah, I guess I will... it's different because in here she like does have the feeling of pain. Right. Yeah, she still which does I think makes the difference. That, which, yeah, I think that is definitely a big play because if you didn't, I mean, it's like somebody who can't experience heat, you know, or doesn't right. have sensory, you know, right. they'll put their hand on in a fire and be like, well, right. I notice it. And obviously bad stuff is still happening. Um, so like to have that experience where she's still feeling something, I think that definitely helps anchor her to now. Um, right. it, to me, what was interesting was the little things that like, we definitely take for granted that we don't think about, like yeah. her just wanting to wake up with somebody the next day and have coffee. <sighs> That's My like goodness. heartbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I remember that as I was reading the beginning of this book, I was really looking forward to it. Like this is the first book of Schwab's that I had been following her to the point where it was announced, you know, 10 months ahead of time or a year ahead of right. time. I knew about right. it. I like pre-ordered, I was waiting for it, all this stuff. So like, I was excited for it, Super. I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> Maybe I, one might, might call but, it that. But, reading the first bit of it and maybe other people might experience this too I, it was sad it mm -hmm. like it, it hurt me a little bit to read because I felt so much for Addie and I think that's a, a, a great nod to the writing obviously you want to make your readers feel something but like yeah. I definitely like there was in the first couple reads that I started I would like put it down because I was getting bummed out for <laughs> um and like, it was, it was that thing. It was not being able to have coffee with, uh, you know, the music composer or him like yeah. you know, playing that song that, that he's song. writing and, yeah. and thinking it's just, oh, like a, you know. Something that came to me in my, my dream. dream. Yeah. It's like, and you're sitting there like, it's me. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> I really very much appreciated how she, even though that must've been so wildly painful, for her, you know, to not be able to wake up with these people that she tended to have, or at least like we meet, I think two, maybe more people that she almost has what I'd call, I guess, a one-sided relationship with where she's been like kind of sticking around and re-meeting them for months or, I mean, I think it, it only yeah. extends that far, but like that, that to me is like 
I think if I had that curse have, or whatever, if I, if I was in that same situation, I would probably end up doing a similar thing where like, I would want to be somewhere where I'm comfortable, where I like know that this is a thing. Like if you've, if you've met the same person umpteen times and you know how they're going to react and you've been able to like learn, you know, stuff about them, it's just, it's, it's maddening and terribly sad, but also a little bit super, super human. It's very human that like, she would want to stick with somebody That's, for an extended yeah, period she, of time. She's, she's looking for that connection. And like, I'm sure there's that point once you get past all the, you know, like- Initial icebreaker shit, yeah. right? Where you kind of find your groove. And like, yeah. it, it's probably a little bit like picking up a conversation, like right? learned a little bit more, but then like, I would always be that one who was like oh yeah and that's when you like saw your sister and they'd be like I never told you I had a sister and you'd be like yeah 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 I would I agree I think like um her and and I think she touches on this a few times that her memory is like spectacular and I think that that would be the first difference between us because (laughs) earlier I couldn't even remember what I was gonna say but like that that I think is like imperative if you're gonna have this situation happening to you you have to be like on your game yeah her, her memory isn't it, it she has a hundred percent of her memory that is something that she doesn't lose well um, I was gonna say like she does talk about losing some stuff like from her original life you know like yes right sorry before you know, the curse, before the right curse. right Yes, post like, first. Yes, she remembers like everything, which is remarkable in and of itself from like an eidetic memory style. Like that would just be like mind blowing to start with. But then like the fact that all those people that you remember and all the situations that you remember don't remember you is right. also weird. I will right. say too, one of the second relationship that we hear about, um, Sam, the the woman. Yep. Um, that one like really... Um, that one I felt like really was neat to me how, how she explained about that one, or I don't really know how she described that with like, you know, Sam would say like the same thing repeatedly. And like, it made me wonder about if I was on the other end of things, like if I was somebody that Addie had met, like, would I be that reliable or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I that predictable? Like, do I say is it because they're attracted to each other? Like what, you know, it was one of those things where it had me thinking about the opposite side of the spectrum and the I, people that she meets. I definitely did not think of that. And I can <laughs> say without a doubt, I would definitely be that way. <laughs> what do you mean? You'd say the same thing? Oh yeah. Like, especially, <laughs> especially if there is some kind of attraction there. Oh I, yeah. Okay. I mean, It'd be like charming Russ comes on. He's like, oh yes, tell me more. Really the same one-liner. Thank yep. you. Oh, hey, I mean, I don't have many good jokes. So if one hits, trust me, it's gonna keep going. You're using it. It is yeah. in your tool bag. And I blame that. I blame my dad for that. My dad has like three stories that he tells. That's so, fair. You know? That's totally fair. If you got but no, story. it did have me wondering about like myself from that standpoint of like if I couldn't remember having met somebody, would I be as reliable a source for, I mean, even that, that, um, the one with the salon, this was like in one yeah, of the, yeah, back, yeah, way like back. how she has to like, 
you know, it sounded to me like she, Addie had, had, um, introduced herself to this woman multiple times and basically had like worked out the best way to like get what she wanted. And like, that is neat. And also like terrifying to me, like that you have, you have to do it so many times. Like, I just, and terrifying, I don't know. I mean, word, thank, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought about that too. I mean, thankfully you just have to like run out the door like and get out of eyesight, which- Yeah, 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 yeah. start fresh, clean It isn't always easy to do that, but um, you know, at least you have a quick exit strategy. It's not like one of those things where like, you're gonna get stuck in this back and forth for an hour. Just be like, right. Uh, right. look over there and just run. <laughs> so- Speaking of that, I have had many thoughts during her story, like during the parts where she's talking about the relationships that she was having, like um, with the, I forget his name, the pianist and, um, and Sam, like what happens? Or even that like celebrity guy that she like spent the afternoon with, like what happens if they go to the bathroom? Like, does she with them all the time? Like, so I was wondering that too. Yeah, I was like, people have, if you're spending like a day plus with them, they're going to yeah. be away from your eyeline. Yeah. I, I was wondering that too. Like, you know, going in a restaurant and just having them like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom and be like, yeah, no. be like, I'll go with you. <laughs> it's not weird. It's, uh, no, it's, it's just support. Yeah. It's very Eastern European. Everyone's doing it. Don't ask questions. <laughs> I, did, I, I totally had that thought and I was like, but wouldn't that just kind of like negate the whole thing? And she did say that seemed to happen where like, like, um, you know, I don't know if it's a vicinity thing or not, but like, uh, Henry's, uh, friend would like leave the room and come back yeah, and then he'd like act like he remembered her, but didn't. So like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Okay. Happening in the moment, but like it was, I don't know. That, it's that's harder, a tough It's one. easier for me to de- to stump, like to digest when it's like Henry's friends versus like somebody she's like being intimate with. with. Yeah. 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 No, that's, uh, that's. No, I totally have that thought. It's kind of like how when I'm like, these people in these shows, TV shows, like, what do they do about like menstruation? Like, that's the kind of thing that's like the line of my thought here is like, what about the things that like the, the fundamentals like what happens if this person needs to take a dump yep. they're gonna go away to the bathroom for a while and you're not gonna see them i mean you're gonna be like oh there's a day wasted who knows yeah i guess she's gotta start fresh i don't know like i, I guess maybe you pick up on that and just like it, there was one point where she talks about how like they felt awkward in her presence like you could, she could tell that they had forgotten mm. And like, I feel like she probably had worked something out where it's like, oh yeah, you know, my name's Addy or something, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. You've got 300 years worth of experience. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure she can eventually. swing it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 300 years, uh, just kind of looking back at all the history she went through, is there something that she experienced or just in your own thoughts, if you went through this, is there something that you would want to experience firsthand? And now this is a little bit different question than normal where it's not, you're going back in time, like to see it, it's more, you're going to be there to experience it. Like, which is, which is tougher, which is tougher for 
a, a woman than for a man, obviously, because there's a lot of. Yeah, I got to say on that point, like I really very much appreciated how she touched on that. Like, you know, a woman alone is scandalous for a long effing time, yeah. like a really long time. That's not okay. And I really, really, really enjoyed that kid who, when she was dressed as a man, was all about it and went with the ploy. And like, I, I thought that was just like, so good, so good. I mean, like, and I'm not, I don't know. I feel like V Schwab in general does a really good job. And even like in her other books with like gender fluidity, I guess would be a good term. Yeah. And like, you know, I think at one point, when um, she's describing Henry, like says that like he falls in love with like the person first and the gender doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I think that that's something that like is just kind of non-existent in a lot of books that I've read ever. Um, and it, it's really refreshing. But anyway, to back, back to your question. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a lot of history. That is that's a lot. And like as a woman, like you said, I don't know that like a lot of the stuff would be appropriate <laughs> for me to have witnessed. I think a hundred percent it would have made sense to act like a man, dress like a man. Like she yeah. says it multiple times, the amount of freedom that it gives you to just play the part is kind of mind blowing. Like fucking feminazi over here like <laughs> it's total bullshit but like I can appreciate the fact that it is what it is you know history and I I like that she she played it accurately like that you know what I mean like yeah, she, she didn't pointed it out cute yeah you know something it's not exactly exactly I will, um, I will say I did not put a lot of thought into this question after I, mm -hmm. I posted it to you. Um, but just thinking about like, I don't know, something I'd want to experience. Um, the, the one thing that just popped in my mind was I would have really liked to have been in the streets uh, after victory was declared in World War II. And you mm. have that amazing epic picture of the, the, the kiss. soldier kissing the woman in the street. Like that had to be a party that went on for like two years. Right? Oh my God, so, yeah. Let's do that. That's That seems like- Sure, sure. That, that is like, that's actually a really great answer. I feel like it's that got, whole- And it's not like, I'd like to be at the birth of the industrial revolution or I'd like to see, you know, whatever, some guy speak. Like, nope, I want to- What's funny is that I totally was going to say industrial revolution. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, I just but want to only... party in the mid forties. Or like, dude, imagine the first party after prohibition was repealed. Dude, I think, I think like if I had to, if I had to be privy to a time period or if I had to be like in it and living it, it would probably be the twenties. I know it was rough, but like, that's kind of my shit. Yeah. Like, you have the look and you, you do like the clothing. Uh, the I do. I do. And like, that's kind of one of those like underground, like sh progressive shit was happening. And like, People weren't necessarily taught. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm here for the 20s. That's there we go. Answer. That's how you come to an answer. Parties yeah. and the roaring 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Champagne and booze and flapper dresses. <laughs> of course, of course. Boom. Um, Miss Fishers. One thing that we do see in the, 
in this story uh, as it progresses is Addie does eventually figure out a way to leave her mark in subtle ways. Yeah. Where she gets kind of ways that she is able to not manipulates an ugly word, but influence. That's the better mm -hmm. word. Influence She's artists. She's a muse. Yes, she is a muse. And so there's multiple portrayals of her, but not her. Uh, yeah. You know, if you take a because picture. Because her like, image can't be captured yep, like, in a it, photograph or anything. Exactly. But there are ways in different art forms that she is captured that she then looks upon later on in her life to like, I, I think it's kind of like a, a foundation for her, like a, a setting stone where it's like, I can come back here. Like, yeah, I am here. I've been here. Like, I think she needs that. She needs to have that connection where it's like, okay, people have seen this and maybe they don't understand who or what it is, but I know right. this is me. I, re right. I remember this time. Um, with that in mind, um, what kind of mark would you want to leave in this world? Like artistic, name recognition, some kind of great historical acts uh, or business industry, something like that. So like, I thought about this because this is the question that I posed to you. And I was like, was driving home today from a run of my errands. And I was like, I think like, I personally, like, I don't feel like I have the importance or authority or I guess like, I don't necessarily want to have like name recognition or anything like that. I, for me, and this is going to sound really silly, but like, I very much appreciate being recognized for lack of a better term in like really tiny small ways like if for example some lady some old lady is trying to get something from the top shelf at the grocery store and I'm like can I help you with that or like the other day at Lowe's there was this lady with this awesome giraffe bag and I was like I love your bag or like I just like to have and it's like anonymous like we don't have a lengthy conversation they certainly don't know my name but it's one of those things where even if I'm like I take a second to yell out of my car window. That's a really great shirt or something <laughs> like that's something. Well, it's silly, but like it's a little bright spot in somebody's day. And like Addie couldn't even do that. And like I was thinking about that because from personally for me, that's like the thing that I getting off on. It sounds weird. That's not <laughs> but I, I appreciate. I enjoy that. Like I can be a bright spot in somebody's day, even if they don't know that it's Tasha that's doing it like yeah. that doesn't really matter to me but because to me like if somebody is gracious or or thankful or whatever to me it feels really good it's like a it's a really great feeling like if somebody holds the door and or if I hold the door and somebody says thank you or vice versa like it's a little thing like that but it's like kind of a big deal and I think like that would be the thing I would struggle with the most is like some little things somebody's still not going to remember. Like if, if Addie held the door for somebody and, you know, if Addie said like, I like whatever, they wouldn't necessarily remember that. I don't remember anything that happens with her. And that I think would be the most devastating to me is that like those little things would be gone. That is such a wholesome answer. <laughs> like <laughs> Like a beautiful, beautiful, wholesome. Like you're like, I just want people to, I just want to make somebody's day. And it's true oh. that the, the, like the world can be ugly. And I've definitely experienced that where somebody like, I don't like people. Thank you for listening people. But <laughs> uh, like where 
I don't like having conversations very often. I live in the woods as a hermit for a reason. Uh, <laughs> but like when you've put a lot of effort into something or like you found something that really means something to you, like that shirt, you know, like that shirt means something to me. And somebody, to be oh, that's a great it. shirt. It's like and you're like a big deal. It means something to me. Thank yeah. you. Um, I totally get that. Like today at Costco, there's this lady putting a whole bunch of squishables, which are like these stuffed animal things in her cart. And I was like, those are the greatest. And she's like, I don't know which one my kids would, my grandkids would like. And I was like, you can't go wrong. It was like a two second exchange. We were both wearing masks. It was, I was like pushing my cart past her, but it felt good. It was like a good exchange. And like, I want more good exchanges like that in the world. But like, if I was Addie, she wouldn't have even remembered that that happened. I like would have put all the squishables back. But like, well, all, she would have been like, why am I even putting these in my car? I mean, she probably wouldn't have because they're amazing. Hashtag squishables. Wow. <laughs> um, I am not as selfless in my answer. Um, I think an interesting thing, and this is probably because of the way I viewed the world since I was raised and, and all that. Like, I think people we learn and we grow and we, we figure stuff out. And I think people then have children to pass on what they believe is right. And what they, you know, pass on what they learned in that way. Like when I was growing up, uh, certain grandparents pushed my name on me, our last name, that's your lineage, that's your blood, that's important. Mm -hmm. And like, that was kind of how their generation saw it. And, it, and like now, like my wife doesn't even have my last name. Like that kind of has, lost that kind of emphasis that 10 year old me was like I'd never marry somebody that doesn't take my last name <laughs> and you know when it happens at 27 or whatever I was like yeah I, I don't care I, I was literally like I wouldn't want to go through the paperwork to change my name either that's ridiculous. I've heard it's a pain I haven't done it <laughs> yeah I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it uh, but but that's how I've always viewed children as like a way to keep your name going and not just your physical name but kind of your ideas and your you um so you know with with that you know i don't i don't really think kids are going to be a thing for us um i've been looking at other ways to leave my name in the world for sure uh with limited work <laughs> for sure this podcast yeah so it's like dude so like i was like i should write a book and then i was like there's a lot of words in a book maybe i'll write a song and then i'm like songs are hard to write maybe i'll do a podcast and five hey, here people. We are. It. It's um, okay. I mean, that's not really the reason behind this, but I do, I, I kind of came to this realization last year um, as I was working on my game is like, there's, there's something, I want to have something physical that represents me. That is like this, this weird concoction was Russell. And like, yeah. it doesn't make sense or, or, or well, you know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> but maybe it really encaptures him, him. you yeah. know? Um, so I don't know. That's, that's kind of been my thing lately. Give it another year. I probably won't matter either, but like, I think like that this answer can certainly change annually or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? I think that the priorities or people's priorities or whatever can absolutely change. I was thinking about us discussing this earlier and I was like, kids is usually like the, the go-to answer for something like this like I as you know like do not want to have kids and like I also feel like and this is weird I am as I think most people are probably terrified of dying like I don't want to die 
And like, I'm all, I'm more so terrified about like not existing and not having people like remember me. But to me, like my friends and my family and like, honestly, even not that those people that like the lady at Costco with the squishables kind of know that I died or something, but like those, those little moments is kind of what we were talking about before about like living in the present is that like, to me, that's a legacy that's like a weird term to use because it's not it's not my name it's not like anybody knows that that is you know what I'm saying like I don't don't feel important enough to have my name on anything I don't feel like I need to or like I deserve to have a statue erected in my name but I like I would love to have people that I lives that I've touched yeah well, first of all, we got to take a break dirty. from the podcast so I can call off the sculpture I was having built for you. you don't want it. <laughs> um, but as, as you were saying that, like, that's kind of how I viewed it too. Like, uh, is kind of imparting myself on my friends. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And whether they like it or not, I don't think they all do. But, <laughs> but there's something to be said where like, you know, the, the people that you love, carry a part of you with them so if if something did happen you would hope that kind of there's that rustle in the back of your head that is yelling uh and making way too much noise and and you and smile um it's interesting that this topic comes up and we're gonna roll this right into spoilers because what addy really wants in what Addie desires, it's the first words in some of the copies of the books. Mine didn't have it, but it, it's I will remember you. And mm-hmm. that is what Addie wanted the most, which was kind of what we were just talking about. So here's spoilers, is- here's your five seconds of me babbling so you can zoom ahead if you want. Uh, but spoilers are coming in now. Right now. Okay. So that is 100% the bit that made me like fall my eyes out yeah. is when she like, like the the whole like going into um the book when she finds the book and is reading it like that was just like hit me right in the feels yeah right in the feels and like I knew I knew it was coming like I knew of course that was like what was gonna happen and I felt like it was a I don't want to call it a feist neat little bow because it, like, it wasn't, but like it also felt really satisfying that Henry got what he wanted to an extent, you know, like he, he kind of had um, a goal, something to do, something to present to the world. Yeah. And I think that that was like really important for him, but then also that she could pick it up and read all of her. her yeah. Yeah. That was just, that um, was really cool. So if you haven't read the book and are sticking around and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, with spoilers, we find out that Henry has also made a deal with Luke, uh, the devil, uh, and eventually Addie pries into him. And we learned that Henry only bargained for an extra year of his life Dummy. Uh, for people Dummy. seeing whatever they want to see in him so suddenly ex uh his ex-boyfriend loves him again uh he's everything he wants he's school he dropped out of is offering him a teaching position that he is nowhere near qualified teaching position. um all, all these different things that happen to henry to the point where he actually gets he he, he despises it you know because it's not what he wanted 
Because it's not true. And I very exactly. much appreciated the visual aspect that it, that he got, like the cloudy eye situation. Yes, like basically exactly. if somebody was under this, this spell, basically seeing what they wanted to see in him, not seeing him for himself, they would get these cloudy eyes. And it almost seemed to me like the more they were trying, the cloudier that it, you know, the, the yeah, more yeah, that it was, yeah. the further apart it was from actually him, yeah. the cloudier it was. And I thought that was like a really cool visual way to like, and for him, like horrible. Also horrible. disheartening, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, there's like, no question. Like, is this really you? And they're like, they can't see through their eyes. And yeah, like, yeah. Is that like, a yes? That was, that was, that was a lot. That, I don't want to say a worse curse than Addie's because no, but like also just like rough. Yeah, no, definitely rough. that would be awkward, especially with people like lusting after you, like the 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 barista. The, yeah, the barista, oh the ex, yeah, but also the ex, but also like the people that would come in the bookstore, you know, and all. Oh yeah. Like, oh, here's my number. Well, like, and so I was telling you earlier that like. I totally called in my head as I'm reading that, that Henry, like when he first like interacts with Addie and he, he clearly remembers her and he even says it. And that's like the first moment where you're like, um, <laughs> I was like, he's definitely got, there's definitely a curse happening here. And like, there were little snippets, little clues as to like what that curse was. And it, it took me until she actually like described the curse to really understand what what it was because I think she did like a really nice job of kind of like acting as the observer yeah. to the interactions so like you were seeing or reading um his reactions or, or people's reactions to him rather from the perspective of somebody watching it so you're not really sure like what it is they're seeing like this lady touches his arm and like Addie, first couple times they hang out like recognize it. it's like what went on with that and he's like oh whatever yeah i'm like i and i knew something was going on but i couldn't put my finger on it and like she did a really good job of like hiding it not hiding it does that make sense like yeah. and she drops the there's hints of things like the 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 watch right we we catch on oh, to the watch yeah. right off the bat but like you don't know what that watch signifies obviously it's a broken watch and you're like well that means time uh but you know you, it gives you an idea that there is a, a time element but you don't really know what it I is. I think the reason that I missed the time element thing is because I think I like I don't think I registered as much as I should have that broken watch thing at the beginning yeah, yeah I think I like I don't know why I think I glossed over that in a yeah, weird way. That was just way. something that definitely struck me as Stuck odd. Out to you. So yeah. it hurts me up. Um, yeah. So just to clear up the rest of the quick spoilers, uh, Henry remembers Addie, which is crazy. She goes into the bookstore, uh, basically steals a book because that's what she does. She doesn't have to pay for stuff. She just has to get out the door. Uh, but he stops her. He chases after her out the door, stops her, decides uh, whatever. She fully expects him to not be Greek able to book. do this. Yeah, yeah, just keep it. And then she comes back the next day to try to return it, saying, you know, somebody else bought it for her. And, and he's like, you stole it. I remember you. What? Um, so this puts her world into a, into a whirlwind. Um, tailspin. Thank you. Better, better way of putting it. Puts her world <laughs> into a tailspin. Uh, but eventually her and Henry uh, become a couple uh as as he can actually remember their experiences his, his friends still don't and the other people don't but henry can um so can i add a spoiler in here go ahead 
Sorry. Um, I also really, 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 really liked how um, Bay, B, Bay, B, yeah. how do you pronounce it? I was saying B, yeah. B, that makes more sense. Bay sounds like Bay. Um, uh, so B, one of Henry's friends, is always in the bookstore with him too. And like, I very much appreciated how her secondary attempt at a thesis for her school was about this woman with these seven freckles, which is Addie. And I really loved how that was like tied back into, to Henry and like his life, but then also a little like nod to how she's been able to leave her mark sort of like accidentally, not necessarily accidentally, but just like in these ways that like probably nobody has noticed until be noticed or maybe other people have but like I just really love that and I, I think if I'm remembering right it was B that kept saying like oh your look is so timeless yes like that was she her said thing. It multiple times yeah. yeah um which was yeah and I think every time she met her she said something yeah, about that she's, yeah 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 um so yeah so so then they start writing the book uh Henry can actually write down the words that Addie dictates um, and eventually we find out about his deal, how bad it was. Um, and Addie, gotcha, decides it's up to her to save him. So the first thing and we kind of touched on it quickly, but how bad is Henry's deal? Like, so bad. Like uh, we were talking earlier about the deals we'd make, at least in your moment of like darkness, ask for more than a year. <laughs> like, I mean, like what game plan is that? Like, I get, he was like legit about to like, commit suicide and so like maybe wasn't thinking long long term but like one year like if this guy is here saying i'm gonna give you what you want pull an addy yeah <laughs> like, or at least think like a decade like oh, at I don't least know. I mean, at least it's one of those things and maybe he was still too young to realize this he was recently out of college and we all remember being that silly uh <laughs> but like i i was thinking about it today like you look back at the last 10 years and it's like they go by, they yeah. go by, you know? So like yeah. to think a year's, I mean, we've been doing pandemic for 15 months, people. What if yeah. that was your year? <laughs> that I think, that I think is the biggest thing for me, especially because like his, um, like the feeling that I was getting from him of being so over and done with his curse made it seem like it was longer than a year. Like, I mean, and I get it. Like that's literally everybody who needs you is seeing stuff like that's a lot. Yeah. Especially if you work in retail, that's a lot. <laughs> like, but at the same time, like you said, a year goes by so quickly. Like, and did I did I actually miss the part where did they did they have a conversation or like do we see or read the bit about Luke and um, Henry agreeing on a year or is that? Is that just something we retroactively know? No, I, 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 we don't see it when it happens. Um, okay. I believe we do see it play out um, at one point through Henry's eyes. Okay. Um, discussing that. Uh, if I remember quick, I did read this book a little bit longer. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just uh, finished it last weekend. So. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember some of this as we go. But uh, I, I, I believe we did live through it. Um, so Addie does eventually pry it out of him. Uh, his deal learns that he doesn't have much time left. The broken watch is slowly going towards midnight, which is the end of Henry's life. Uh, and she decides she's going to save him. So 
she begs and pleads with Luke. Uh, he ends up, Luke ends up stealing her for a week out of the last two weeks of Henry's Which it was supposed to be just a night exactly. and then it turned into a week, which was like painful because he only has like a few weeks and, left. Could you imagine point. sitting there waiting for her to come back? No, no like, I would, no, you've got- if I were Henry, I would have been like totally wrecked, totally wrecked. <laughs> It's like one of those things like you don't want her to go out a door because you don't know where she's going to end up like, yeah, can't, I can't imagine going through that. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have those moments of them trying to savor the last little bit together and like you feel you feel it ending right and like you don't know you know, Addie has a plan. You're not sure what it's going to be, you know, uh, Henry just kind of feels the end coming and Henry's anxiety was like palpable. At the end there, that was say, yeah, you touched on that, but you feel it growing. You feel yeah. it growing. It's just like, yeah. and like, that's one thing. That's, that's another large conversation that people have. Like, if you knew when you were going to die, would you want to know? Right. And everyone's like, well, I don't think everyone, but some people are like, yes, I'd want to know. Cause then I could live my life knowing like, well, I'm not going to get hit by, you know, hit by a car today. Cause I died 10 years from now in a flamethrower accident. Like Ruga uh, in the other book. Yeah. But, but what happens when the flamethrower accident day comes, right? And you're yeah. like, I'm just not going to go near flamethrowers. And then somebody hands right? you one and there you go. Like, I can't, I think, I think that's, we all have this thing where, you know, it's what's in the present and we'll deal with the future. That's a future me problem. So like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, I want to know that's a future me problem. And eventually that future catches up where we literally get to see Henry go through that. And like you said, like that anxiety, it just seeps out of the pages it was, and it just yeah. fills you again. Great nod to great writing, Super but it's just, it builds in you and you're like, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was getting really like sweaty, sweaty palms, <laughs> like, <laughs> So I, I know I told you this when I first read the book and uh, Sully specifically, if you're listening, skip ahead 30 seconds, but the last like interaction that they had, I was just, I was reading it through tears. I was oh my God. reading that emotion and like, I've, I've, I've stopped and cried before and I've just never been like flipping pages. Like I still need to know, but also I cannot see through these tears. So I 100% on the regular read and watch things while crying like it's a it's a known entity i think the thing that got me um more than than their last interaction i mean that was like that to me was sort of like the climax of like all of the stress and anxiety and then the like when she goes and finds the book that's the part that undid yeah. me yeah yeah, that was like just three words. I remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I even got to that part seven that said I remember you, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And I, I appreciate it. And this is something I don't think we've talked about. Like at the beginning of each of the parts of the book, which there are seven. Um <laughs> how there's like a little art piece and like a description of that. I thought that was really cool because that to me was like 100% of the way that Addie had managed to leave a mark without yeah. leaving a mark and then finally get to this last one. And it's like, that's her legit mark. That's, yeah. that's it. Um, and it was just, 
There was that, yeah. yeah. That was that was a lot. Yeah, I got to that one page. So I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a lot. Which is awesome. Again, um, just to have to read. Right, it's one thing to watch something and have emotion. Sure. To yeah. read something and have emotion is powerful. A, mm-hmm. like yes we're focusing on specific books that we like that we read right there are hundreds and thousands of other books that have tried this same exact thing that not obviously same but you know what i mean have tried to elicit that emotion from you and have failed yes. like yes. it's not it's not turnkey it's not something that's well i'm going to make the reader cry it's right build this you build it for hundreds of pages and then you drop mm-hmm. three words and taj is a puddle I, oh my god i mean a i was, I mean, I was like- a, admittedly not hard to do because I'm a Kraken but like it, that was that it, I think that like Schwab in general like does a really good job of carry through like she'll have a theme or a thought or a you know whatever or a, some literary term that's fairly fancy pants that like gets gets carried so long that it has so so much meaning like the I remember you thing like like you said three words like doesn't seem like a lot but like really punches the reader in the feels like (laughs) (laughs) that is uh yep five out of five on the baller scale from Taj oh yeah yeah uh, I, I, did you have anything else you want to pull out of spoilers oh god do I want to pull out of spoilers um, didn't even, we didn't even touch on her father's ring the wooden ring that she uh, offers to Luke and then he says it's not enough and then he gives it back okay. to her as like a, a sign so can that I just gives up. tell you the, the ring I thought was really cool but that little bird got me in the feels more than the and the ring did yeah yeah that bird and and like i think it was at the first the first um yeah the very first part had that piece of the like five birds yeah (laughs) i just need to count them um uh like that that i think was such like an uh, the ring was like a it's like a torture device well, it was too much tied to Luke for me, but the right. bird was like this really cool way of expressing or explaining her terrible situation, but also was like her lifeline to her past. I, I don't know how to explain I it. I mean, it was, bird yeah. was just like, it really gave me a lot more feels than the ring did. It was a wooden bird that her dad had made, I believe. Uh, she lost it in the cart, right? In France. Yeah, when she was piled she, in with all the other dead bodies. Yeah, she froze. Yeah. She froze and they thought she was frozen to death, threw her in a cart with a bunch of other dead bodies, and then she woke up. And the bird was, and the bird was gone, gone forever. And like terrible because like, ooh, but also like you lost the bird. And I feel like that loss kind of hit her harder. I mean, like, of course she kind of like wanted to lose the ring a few times. Right, oh. yeah, she that started leaving it behind, yeah. Yeah, um, that was something we kind of talked about a little bit before, um, was that like, sorry, my Alexa just started making like weird colors. Are you gonna <laughs> kill me? This is how oh, the robots get us. 
Yeah. Um, oh God, this is terrible. Now I've forgotten. There was another spoiler that I wanted to bring up and what it had to do with Luke. We talked a little bit before about- like, Oh, about like uh, how we learned about their relationship and stuff, about him falling in love with her. A little bit of that, yeah. So like, well, so I had one question for you is, do you think, so Luke, when he made his deal with oh, yep. Henry, looked like Addie knows Luke, like Addie drew Luke. Um, do you think that was purposeful? Or do you think that Luke like ended up really like, do you think that, that was, do you think Luke changed? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like maybe he became softer towards her. I think- Or not uh, softer towards her in general, but just like, do you think that like, he was trying to break her this whole time? And do you think like she broke him a little bit? I definitely do. I think he fell in love with her, 100%. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. So that's legit. That's not like a fake thing. I agree. I think yeah, he was I, in love I think he, he is. I think, I think she even says it, like he got used to somebody knowing him too. Yes. Right, because he just makes these deals with people and then he comes yes. to collect his soul. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think he got used to her too. And, you know, they spent, they actually lived together for a while and spent time together, like, I think he definitely grew to love her right. um, and like his plan kind of went backwards. Like getting back to what we talked about, about wording your words correctly, like her mm. deal with Luke to free Henry, where, mm -hmm. you know, it's not until mm. the end of my time, it's until you no longer want me. Yeah, it, I like that, that, that was honestly a line that I was like, are you gonna write another one? <laughs> trust me even up to yesterday on instagram she was saying that she is not writing another one it is a i mean like i totally i totally feel that because like really how far can you take it but like that that was like a really neat little moment for me yeah, internally yeah. to be like this could be cool like yeah, i would i would love mean? like the, the adventures of luke like just yeah. place him into history you know like oh my god he just Beethoven like reads souls all over the place was, what was, Beethoven, Beethoven. 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 Where he's like, yep, that was me. It's time. Yeah. It's time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was really a cool thing, how he would just like, and I think at one point she says, oh, is, are they yours or something yes. like that? Like yes. the ownership of it is, yeah. is applicable and also like just paints a really perfect picture. Yeah. No, I thought it was uh, like, like everything. It was, it was very well done. Um, we were talking before, like, I don't think that Luke made his deal with Henry thinking specifically of Addie. I think it mm. was just another soul to collect. Uh, yeah. and, and even the wise devil makes mistakes. Uh, yeah. and again, they're in New York city. There's millions of people there. Like, millions. doesn't necessarily mean that Addie's going to run into Henry and he's going to remember her. So, right. you know, I, I, do, I do like to think that Luke didn't do that purposely, but I would go to my grave thinking that Luke will try to convince you that he did. Oh, sure, <laughs> you know? sure, sure. You know, I like the idea that he made a mistake. I, I yeah. really do like that idea. <laughs> or, or not necessarily a mistake, but just like didn't think of it. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we're moving out. Yep. Okay, I okay. think. We think. Uh, so I'll, I'll preface it if one comes to mind. <laughs> Nice. So um, that was our interview with the book, um, The Invisible <laughs> Life of Maddie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Um, if you'd be interested in her other works, like I said, she has a ton of stuff for somebody who is the same age as me. Uh, Which is just crazy. 
so she has a pin tweet to kind of get people into her work. Um, so I'll just read that so you have an idea. If you're into Harry Potter, Avatar, uh, or TLA, uh, read a Darker Shade of Magic trilogy. If you like Buffy and the, or the, and the Sixth Sense, try The Archived, uh, which is two books. Marvel and Dexter, Dexter, uh, try Vicious and Vengeful. Uh, there's a third book coming out in that series. There's also a comic oh. that she just released for that. Um, if you're into Alias and Tokyo Ghost, do This Savage Song. Uh, that's another two uh, set of books. And then Stranger Things, Ghost Hunters, try her City of Ghost series, um, which she just released the third book to that last month. Have and you read all of those? I, yes. Um, I have read everything she's done except for her comics. Um, okay. Just because they're, they're harder to find. I could order them online, but I don't. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like a thing that i like, I don't know. I'm not really a big comic guy anyway. I feel you. It's not yeah. my, my setup. Yeah. I'd rather just read a book. So, yeah. um, but I can say like, this kind of goes into the next thing, which is how we got into Schwab's work. Like I got into it through you and Barry. Uh, Darker by, Shade. By, by no. pushing uh, Darker Shade of Magic on me. So good. Everybody should go read those. That, I mean, that's her. So, and this is something she says to, if, you know, the five of you out there are thinking about writing. <laughs> Sully, I'm talking to you. <laughs> she, she, she says, like, first of all, she still questions herself. She's a New York Times bestselling author multiple times over, but a Darker Shade of Magic was her fifth novel, I believe, if I'm remembering this right. Uh, and that was the one that was like kind of put her on the map. Um, yeah. So she's had- And worthy of it. I mean, that- Oh, it's so good. It's absolutely it's so incredible. Good. Uh, for people that like to watch their books, they're working on a series for that. I know they're uh, recording or taping uh, during the pandemic. Uh, oh shit, Where, what network? I, I, I'm not sure. I know yeah. she just started. She wrote- uh, Is she in on the screenplay? No, she did not write oh, the screenplay shoot. for that one. Um, she is now working with Netflix on another, she wrote a short story with a bunch of other authors um, cool. in a book that I forget what it is. I haven't read that one, but they're now shooting that. Uh, I think that's for Netflix. And she was okay. actually on set this week. So uh, cool. I sound like a stalker, but I swear to it's God. Just it's just Twitter, man. It's just Twitter. Everybody can do it. You could be uh, a stalker too. Yeah, everyone can stalk everyone. Stalk us at Adult Book Club 21 on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, her books, and, and she does. She she writes V.E. Schwab for her adult stuff, Victoria Schwab for her uh, YA um, she even has other works than what we just mentioned, which is crazy. Again, she has like 15 books or more. The uh, Near Witch was one that you lent me and that was like her first ever book, right? That was her first book that after she got more acclaim, she that. released yeah. it, which was the one that, that I found. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was interesting in its own right. Um, it was. I think, it I think was. that's cool that, that she got the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah. And, and I thought it was a book worthy of it. Like it was- Oh, it was fun. I liked it. Different than what she, her other stuff is. But I think she just creates a bunch of different worlds and populates it again. She has a, an amazing imagination. Yes. I mean, if you think about these three, just the three things together that I'm thinking of. So The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, um, The Archive, which is the two book that Russell mentioned from the pin tweet, and The Darker Shade, which is a threefer. Yes? It is, yep um that 
all of all three of those are pretty pretty drastically different books um but like the the content is just so well thought out like i mean the darker shade series was the first of her stuff that i've ever read um which i got into because of barry um he actually did a little book club with one of his past students um and that was i mean did she write that as be or is that yes. victoria no, okay so that's yeah. not a YA. okay yeah i guess that makes sense um and then the archive series is a YA? That's YA, yep. Okay. Um, or do you call it a series if it's just two? I, I think know. actually they they bind it together now and it's just one book. Okay, actually, they started doing that? I bought the first book at a used bookstore and it was actually difficult to find the second book by itself. Um, oh, wow. It took some time for me to actually track down. Interesting. Um, huh. But yeah, yeah, like such interesting concepts. And like, she just has a really great imagination. She's a fantastic writer. And like, I wanna call all of them fantasy because they're not reality. Yeah, is mean, that, do, you think that, do you think that's an accurate assessment? I, I like, don't think not, she would, I don't think, well, I don't know. I won't speak for her. I wouldn't fight you on the fantasy calling of her work. I think it is very fantasy. Some of it deals with, kind of world that is more similar to ours so it's sure, a little like less far-flung yeah. and you know then yeah. darker shade deals with three different londons so yeah obviously a lot yeah more and our savage song is also very yes, kind of contemporary-ish yeah with a high i mean it's all monsters with, and, and yeah i mean with and not stuff. with fantasy elements yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. i think honestly that's something she does incredibly well is like the contemporary with fantasy elements i mean she's got like this really nice melding of like stuff that you can recognize and shit that's totally like what yeah which is really cool yeah it's i i've i don't think i've ever found an author that somebody introduced me to and that i consumed their life work that quickly <laughs> Like I mean, crazy. not for nothing. She's just as old as you. So I, it's not like she's had more life. I, she's not like a feist over here who started before you were born. You know, and every every book she puts out is another nail in my coffin for sure. I know. Uh, like, look at okay, all I've done. Somehow, Russell. Yep. And I'm like, I got a podcast. It's okay. Not everybody <laughs> can podcast. Um, moving moving away from that uh we're gonna close up here we are going longer than last episode but hey we had some good reviews and we think we want you want to listen to us so we're gonna yeah. make it a little bit longer if we want to um mm -hmm. what uh current selection uh, is there something you're reading now that you're enjoying that you wanted to talk about or anything um i'm currently reading a spencer quinn novel which is heart of barkness it's a chet and bernie mystery I'm like three quarters of the way done. Very quick reads, very fun. It's written in the perspective or the like narrated by a dog. So it's hilarious. Um, murder mystery types. Uh, it's fun. Um, I have a couple kind of like on my to-do list um, that are some things, some series. Um, Russell and I still, I don't think have decided what to read next. Have we, have we decided that? Um, and I think that that's kind of going to determine what I pick up after I'm done with, um, Heart of Barkness. 
So nice. I don't know. Um, I'm currently reading The Invisible Library by Genevieve Cogman. Um, just something I picked up at the bookstore the other day um, that I read the back. I mean, people say don't judge a book by a cover. Like, I don't, wink, but I definitely do. Oh, um, I buy my wines based on their labels, so. Yeah. So the cover caught my eye. Uh, I read the back. It seemed interesting, and it jumped ahead of the 20 books on my book uh, case. 20, so. wow. That's a big jump. Yeah. Well, some of them are like series and things that like, this was a standalone. Like sometimes oh, I like to sprinkle in. I just finished the Tawny Man series, uh, which was by Robin Hobb. It picked up the lives of the Fitz and the Fool uh, from her. I want to read those. Are you giving me those? I'm giving you those, yeah. Perfect. From the Farseer trilogy. Perfect. Um, so I just read basically six books in a row. So I really wanted a standalone um, yeah. to, to just get in and out of my system. So I'm reading that. Um, something on deck for me, I picked up, we talked about it, the new Andy Weir book, The Guy Who Wrote yes. the Martian. I almost picked that up today, but then didn't. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but... Uh, it's Andy I, Weir, so it's probably good. Obviously, The Martian was great. His second book... Uh, Artemis? Was yeah, I read okay. that too. Oh yeah, I thought okay. so too. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like, hey, you had one hit and one miss, so I'll give you the third shot and see what third happens. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, first time was the charm, but third time could also <laughs> be the charm. First and third, hopefully. First and third. Um, moving on, our random recommendation corner. Uh, oh, yeah. Better with this, I at least got the author written down. Um, a series that I've really enjoyed is the Department Q novels. Um, the first one to start it off is The Keeper of Lost Causes. It's a detective series. It is based in Denmark, um, in Copenhagen. It is written by Juicy Alder Olsen. And if I got that wrong, I am sorry. I uh, always said it Jesse, but like, I don't know. Nice. He sounds like Juicy. Last name Adler dash Olsen. Find it in the section of A's, but, uh, department hey. Keeper, first book keeper of lost causes. The last book was, uh, Victim 2117, I think it was. I think there's been like six. Uh, okay, I was going to say, I have three of yours. Yeah, I've really, <laughs> I've really enjoyed them. The only thing I struggle with uh, sometimes is I don't the know name. Copenhagen very well. Oh. So some of the names get by me for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the show. That's uh, the show. So that's it. Uh, for next time, uh, we are, we're gonna try to do this every two to three weeks. We're not really putting it yeah. on a schedule. We don't want it to seem like too much work. So subscribe, we're on Spotify now. Uh, the ABC Adult Book Club uh, podcast is there. <laughs> uh, so subscribe and you'll be alerted every time a new one drops. Uh, for the next podcast, we are going to jump on Shadow and Bone uh, by Lee Bardugo. Uh, it was recently a Netflix show. Um, so we're going to check that out and get into the first book and hopefully enjoy it. We'll see. So maybe we'll read the others in the series and also review those. We're not sure. We're going to play yeah, that we're, one right here. We're not sure how to deal with trilogies yet. It's not the a big deal. The game of this podcast is to play it fast and loose. <laughs> or slow and loose. Just loose. Just it's a loose. loose podcast. It's definitely a loose podcast. So thank you for listening to our loose podcast. Yep, it's the Adult Book Club, the Loose Podcast. The adult, the adult Book Club. Keep reading. <laughs>